How you doing? This is Steve Durr. Hope you're doing good. This is Exodus chapter 18. Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, heard about everything God had done for Moses and his people, the Israelites. He heard especially about how the Lord had rescued them from Egypt. Earlier, Moses had sent his wife, Zipporah, and his two sons back to Jethro, who had taken them in. Moses' first son was named Gershom, for Moses had said when the boy was born, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. His second son was named Eliezer, for Moses had said, The God of my ancestors was my helper. He rescued me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, now came to visit Moses in the wilderness. He brought Moses' wife and two sons with him, and they arrived while Moses and the people were camped near the mountain of God. Jethro had sent a message to Moses saying, I, Jethro, your father-in-law, am coming to see you with your wife and your two sons. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law. He bowed low and kissed him. They asked about each other's welfare and then went into Moses' tent. Moses told his father-in-law everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh in Egypt on behalf of Israel. He also told about all the hardships they had experienced along the way and how the Lord had rescued his people from all their troubles. Jethro was delighted when he heard about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel as he rescued them from the hand of the Egyptians. Praise the Lord, Jethro said, for he has rescued you from the Egyptians and from Pharaoh. Yes, he has rescued Israel from the powerful hand of Egypt. I know now that the Lord is greater than all other gods because he rescued his people from the oppression of the proud Egyptians. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. Aaron and all the elders of Israel came out and joined him in a sacrificial meal in God's presence. The next day, Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. They waited before him from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, What are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening? Moses replied, Because the people come to me to get a ruling from God. When a dispute arises, they come to me, and I am the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God, God's decrees, and give them his instructions. This is not good, Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. You are going to wear yourself out, and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now listen to me, and let me give you a word of advice, and may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to him. Teach them God's decrees and give them his instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives, but select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,000, 100, 50, and 10. They should always be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. 
If you follow this advice, and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures and all these people will go home in peace. Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions. He chose capable men from all over Israel and appointed them as leaders over the people. He put them in charge of groups of 1,000, 100, 50, and 10. These men were always available to solve the people's common disputes. They brought the major cases to Moses, but they took care of the smaller matters themselves. Soon after this, Moses said goodbye to his father-in-law, who returned to his own land. Who knew a father-in-law could be so helpful, right? <laughs> uh, can I get an amen? Um, this, uh, man, this passage is cool for a lot of different reasons. First of all, uh, for years, I, um, as a young man, as a young leader, as a young church leader, this was one of those chapters in the Bible you'd go to to learn some great leadership principles. And I think they're great principles for, for everyone, whether you work in a church setting, whether you, you work in business, whether you're um, a homemaker or uh, whatever, uh, work in a nonprofit. This is some great insight. But before we get to that, I want to just uh, mention something I found kind of curious. First of all, Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, is the priest of Midian, the priest of Midian. And it's a little unclear who Midian actually worships. I mean, Midian uh, comes from um, the same family as Israel, from Abraham. So Abraham had a concubine and uh, had a child with his concubine, and from that came the line of Midian. So these are kind of distant, distant, distant cousins from the Israelites. But the Midianites, um, you know, may had worshipped uh, God, uh, the one true God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob. But uh, it's a little unclear. Other reports say that they worshipped idols and, and led Israel astray. But one thing we see as we go forward in this whole story uh, is, uh, and even before, is that Midian is not exactly God's favorite group of people. You know, this, I mean, they are a thorn in the side of Israel time and time again. And eventually, Midian is kind of counted as one of Israel's great enemies. But here, in this story, it is a Midianite, not just a Midianite, the priest of Midian, who is one of the first to recognize that God is, is greater than all other gods. Do you remember one of the reasons God went into Egypt and set his people free powerfully? One of the things that he wanted everyone to know was that he was the one true God, that he was greater than any other gods. And in this passage, Jethro, the priest of another country, is one of the first ever to announce, I know now that the Lord is greater than all other gods because he rescued his people from the oppression of the proud Egyptians. And then this priest from another nation is the one who brings the first burnt offering and sacrifices to God. Do you remember one of the first things God desired of his people was to leave Egypt and go offer sacrifices to him? And here's Jethro, this Midianite of all people, offering these sacrifices. I mean, this is a foreigner. Yeah, it's Moses' family, but this is a foreigner. 
And this foreigner is the first, it seems to be, to recognize what God has done for his people and to announce it and to give praise to God. And it appears as if whether or not Jethro knew God or not, or how well he knew God, but he says, you know, I now know he's the greatest. And so it, it appears as if Jethro is kind of putting all his eggs in the, in the God basket now. But it's a, it's a powerful thought that a Midianite, a hated Midianite much later, is such a hero in this story that he's the one who announces the greatness of God and worships him and calls all the people to worship him. The other thing I find fascinating is that Jethro, this Midianite, this foreigner, this outsider, is the one who gives such incredible, timely advice and wisdom that seems God-directed to Moses. And in the end, it's this outsider who has this wisdom from God that sets up essentially the, uh, the judiciary system of Israel. <laughs> I guess wisdom comes from all different places, even a father-in-law. You know, uh, this is a powerful message. Did you catch Moses? Uh, he's from morning to night hearing case after case. People are bringing their disputes from uh, this, my next door neighbor killed my sheep to, uh, you know, this person did me wrong to this person murdered my sister. You know, major cases and little civil cases that could be handled in the people's court on TV with Judge Judy. But, uh, but if you look at this, Moses, when, when Jethro, his father-in-law, says, why are you doing this? Why are you the one solely answering all these cases? Why are you trying to do this all alone? Did you catch Moses' response? Man, I can see myself in this. Maybe you can. He says, because the people, they're the ones with the expectation. The people come to me to get a ruling from God. So I'm his representative. And he says, when a dispute arises, they come to me. And I am the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and give them his instructions. You can get the sense here. I mean, Moses is a humble guy. That's talked about in the rest of scripture. He's known for his humility. But Moses is feeling this big burden, heavy ownership, that he's the guy who's got to do the work. If it's going to be, it's up to me. And Jethro says, no, no, no. It's time for you to share the load. You handle the big stuff, but you can share the load. I find that challenging. I mean, because the reality is for me, sometimes I can think that I have to do it all. I can think that I alone know the best way to do it, or I alone can do it the best way, or I alone care the most about it. But then you get stretched and you're carrying the load and you're struggling and maybe then you're open to a little wisdom because eventually you crash and burn and you realize you're not the only one who cares and you realize the world doesn't revolve around you and you realize that you need other people. I'm just blown away at Moses' humility. 
the fact that Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions. I mean, this is Moses. He's the great rescuer who, you know, God used to rescue the people out of Egypt. And now his father-in-law shows up and says, man, I feel like you can do this better. Moses doesn't go, you don't understand this and that. He, He listens. He takes the wisdom and he's better for it. And God's people are better for it. And so my question to you and my question to me is, can I, can you receive and embrace wisdom even if it challenges our ego or goes against our assumptions. I mean, this is coming from a place you wouldn't expect, from a priest of Midian, the hated Midianites. And yet there is wisdom, and somehow God there is speaking. And so can we accept wisdom and insight, even if it's pushing against our assumptions and our ego? What can I invite others into? Where do I need to enlist help and share the load? Where do I think that it's all up to me? Who does God want me to invite into this process? I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle with that. I think I got to do it. How about you? Who today could you share the load with? It might be sharing just how you're feeling. It may be a practical task. It may be you're going to maybe for the first time ask for help. But who could you invite into the work that you have? It takes security. It takes humility. It takes a commitment to have the outcome, the best possible outcome, and it takes a desire to see other people lifted up. And so we have to share the load. One of the things that we've done in this podcast, in these audio devotions, is we've invited uh, a wide array, array of different people from our faith family, from Watermark Church, to give these devotionals. Some people for the very first time ever. Now, it would have been easy for me to go, well, I'll do the majority of them or, you know, one of our other teaching pastors or whatever do the majority of these, but we would miss out on sharing the load and hearing unique verse, uh, unique voices as well as seeing other people being developed. And I have been incredibly blessed by hearing from so many other voices and experiences, and I hope you have too. But my challenge today is where do you need to share the load? We all go farther when we do. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for being a God who wants to partner with us. And thank you for the inspiration for us to partner with others. Would you show us today who we can invite into our lives, into our problems, into our challenges, into our work, that we might share the load, not because uh, delegation is smart for business, but because... uh, We want what's best for us, for other people, and for the outcome. And so, God, uh, fill us with humility, uh, give us courage, and show us today where we can respond. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have a great day.